God Said, Man Said received the following email. I stumbled upon your website via the Lord a couple of years ago. It was the source used to save me. I have been growing since and learning a great deal about the Lord. However, I'm not aware of the gift God has given me or how to use what I do have. I was wondering if you have any suggestions. Maybe you could pray for me. I attend the Calvary Chapel Church in Olympia, Washington. We read from the Bible, and my wife gets a lot from this particular teaching style. I really get ministered to by the way you teach, so I'm coming to you for some advice. Maybe you can explain to me how I need to hear it. I am sure God will be there ahead of time, so I will just wait in faith. Just curious, where is your church located? What is the name of it? Thank you for all you have done. May God bless you and all your work. Dear Brother Jay, thank you for the edifying message. I have read it in the House of the Saints. Please forgive the tardiness of this response, although I am certain it is in its right time for you. You are highly, highly valued at God said, man said, and certainly by our Father and His mighty Son, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, and the host of heaven. Your blood-bought soul is worth more than the aggregate wealth of the entire universe. You are a son of the Almighty God. May the face of the Lord shine upon you, your home, and all that your hands shall touch with light and truth. In this response to Brother Jay, we will appear to be diverting from this website's standard paradigm, which is God said, man said the record, but the discerning eye will note that we are still there. Most, if not all, Christians have pondered the same questions as Brother Jay. What is my particular gift? What is God's will for my life? How do I use what God has given me? The answer to these three questions is amazingly singular. Regarding God's will, it is critical to note that it is the key to eternal life in Christ. Jesus said in Matthew seven twenty one, Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What then is the will of the Father? The amazingly singular nature of God's will for man and even his will for heaven and earth is found in Ephesians 1, verses 9 and 10. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. The mystery of God's will is so singularly simple that even a child can understand it. Yet to the wise of this world, it is incomprehensible. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 through 28. For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. The foundation to understanding the mystery of God's will is discovered in the first three chapters of Genesis. Adam and Eve were created by God, and they were immortal. God gave them only one commandment, Genesis chapter 2, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, Thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. They dwelt in a place called paradise. In chapter 3 of Genesis, the second voice began to speak in paradise, and the voice was Satan's. Eve yielded to the second voice, and Adam followed her lead. In essence, they sold their birthright to Satan, and he became the little G.O.D. of this earth. They died spiritually that very day. 
all of their children, which includes you and me, were spiritually stillborn, or as the scriptures state, dead in trespasses and sins. When the second voice was embraced, the law of sin and death began to reign. Immortality was gone and paradise lost. All sin, sickness, and death are products of the second voice, even hell, Armageddon, the great white throne judgment, and the lake of fire are included. Aligning oneself with the first voice alone makes possible a re-entry into immortality and paradise. Keep this magnificent truth in mind as we proceed. Doing the will of the Father is the prerequisite for entering the kingdom of God. Revelation of the mystery of his will was outlined in Ephesians chapter 1 verses 9 and 10 quoted above. Verses 10, verse 10, excuse me, states that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Imagine that all things in heaven and earth must be gathered together in one in Christ Jesus, the first voice. The first phrase of this passage is that in the dispensation of the fullness of times. The fullness of times, with times being plural, begins with time as known in Genesis 1, and it continues from there. Example, Adam to Noah, Noah to Abraham, Abraham to Moses, Moses to Christ, Christ Jesus to the Great Tribulation. Tribulation to Christ's appearance at Armageddon, where Satan is bound for a thousand years. The thousand-year reign of Christ, Satan loose for a little while as he rallies the nations against God's Christ, God's destruction of the wicked and the final great white throne judgment after this time is over and eternity begins. The next phrase in verse 10 reads, He might gather together in one all things in Christ. During the three days the tomb of Jesus Christ was sealed, he descended into the earth to a place he called Abraham's bosom. This was a place where the righteous dwelt, awaiting the redeeming blood of Jesus. At this time, Jesus leads those in Abraham's bosom into heaven. From that time on, they are called Christians. Finally, from the time of Christ till the end of time, all those who have been born again, those who have become Christians, will be gathered together through a series of events and united as one with those of Abraham's bosom. This oneship, of course, is Christ Jesus. Note that all believers become one. The last part of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 10 reads, Both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. The fate of the earth is described in Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, the earth also, and the works that are therein shall be burned up. God will then create a new heaven and a new earth. The new Jerusalem will come down from heaven. This is where God, his Christ, and the host of heaven, as well as all of the redeemed, spend eternity. Hebrews 12, verses 22 through 24. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Note that all things are gathered together in Christ. This is the mystery of God's will. Colossians chapter 1, 12 through 20. 
giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, by him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. God's will is that all things be gathered together in one in Christ Jesus and in the glory of the first voice. It is here that immortality and paradise are regained. Now what of Brother Jay's gift? His gift and the gift of all believers is Christ Jesus and the salvation that dwells in him. John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The gift of salvation is the beginning of a developing process where we evolve into the likeness of Christ. The word of God directs us to mortify our members, our carnal desires that are contrary to righteousness, and to put on the mind of Christ. We are commanded to be Christ-like, and when we eventually see him face to face, we will be as he is. Can you see the mystery of the Father's will? All things become one in Christ as we become one with God's word, the first voice. Again, immortality and paradise are found here. Brother Jay, your gift is Christ, and using it to its fullness is found in our striving to put on Christ Jesus. This is the will of the Father. In the beginning of this article, we stated, most, if not all, Christians have pondered the same questions as Brother Jay. What is my particular gift? What is God's will for my life? How do I use what God has given me? The answer to these three questions is amazingly singular. One, Brother Jay's and all Christians' particular gift is Christ Jesus. Two, God's will is to bring all things together as one in Christ Jesus. Three, striving to be one with Christ is using the gift that God has given us. God's will, God's gift, and using that gift is amazingly singular. Now the job at hand is to minister the message of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world and to compel people to align themselves with the first voice while time remains. If you are visiting this message and have yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, click on the Further with Jesus for immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Today will be the best day of your life.